Today we're talking with Ian Forrester, senior firestarter at BBC. Ian is a well-known character in the digital scene in the UK and Europe. Living in Manchester, UK, he works with BBC's R&D Future Experiences team. He specialises in open innovation and new disruptive opportunities by creating tangible value with open engagement and collaborations with startups, universities and early adopters. His achievements recently were noticed by the Inclusive Board, landing him in the top 100 diverse leaders in the UK. Previously a founder of dataportability.org group, social geek events including London Geek Dinners, Barcamp London, London Hack Day, Edinburgh TV Unfestival, and Over the Air. So that's a very um, impressive brief. Yeah, have you got anything you'd like to add, Ian? Um, I think I think you pretty much said it all. I mean, I'm sure there's probably more, but let's leave that there. This <laughs> is quite quite funny to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm John. So Jennifer. Hello. Um, we're going to ask you some questions about data um, and stuff. So, kind of, we first got to talking uh, with um, one of our co-acquaintances, Ahmad Radak, um, who organises some of the BBC data fireside chats. Yeah, you know, we got to talking. He said, um, and at the end of the conversation, we kind of got this point of. You've done a lot of work in data in an awful lot of different environments. So, I guess one of the first things um, was your work in data and dating. <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually I just I have a flashback of um, how I kind of really got into all this because actually um, I'm actually a designer, uh, believe it or not, um, and I had this this belief that XML was like the perfect form of information uh, design. Uh, and um, I know that how people, people don't really like XML, but I, I really like it. But um, yeah, about the, the dating data, what I find interesting about dating data, uh, just to be clear, I'm talking about dating, as in like people going out. As opposed to cabin dating. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a very good point. Um, but but it's, it's what I really find interesting about it is that um, as someone who is a self-confessed geek, um, I wanted to be able to understand more about um, why I was getting the results I was getting through data sites. Um, and there was no way to really find out. I know that I filled in those questionnaires, I put all this data, I understand how all this stuff works, but there was no way to actually go, okay, so this is what data you think um, are, is important, and you're using that to recommend these people to me. Um, and I know it seems, for a lot of people, it's just swipe through the pictures, um, but for me, as a geek, I was more interested in, in personalities. Um, and I wanted to understand why I was getting different personalities than the ones that uh, I personally think would be better for me. Uh, so I wanted to understand the data. Mm. And unfortunately, in the dating world, data about what's actually happening underneath, uh, behind the scenes, is almost non-existent. Um, I have some friends 
who worked in the data industry. Uh, I won't mention their names, um, but they allowed me onto free trials and extended trials of different sites. So I was able to like try putting profiles, the exact same profile, on different sites. I got different matches, different uh, different people. Uh, and I also found the way that they treated the data um, massively changed depending on what site it was. And so I was kind of wondering, you know, what what is unique about each site? What are they, what are they doing with the data that the other sites are not doing? Mm. I found that really fascinating, but the fact I couldn't actually get that data, which is to be fair, their secret source, mm. the, the algorithm that um, allows you to determine one match or another match is something that they hold on to tightly. However, um, there is a question, and there are lots of um, papers and articles about um, how much of it's actually smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. uh, what's really going on is to just go in blindly matching, or just a brilliant match, um, you know, and how much has that been persuaded by how much people are paying compared to uh, all types of things. And these are all kind of questions that um, I want to know and I can't find out. Yeah, so, so you think it's like, they've all got the different recommendation systems, recommendation algorithms, um, which may or may not work, but it could also just be a, a numbers game. Yeah, yeah, I actually do think it pretty much is a numbers game. Yeah, I would even add that a dating site's interests aren't aligned with the users. And so it's in your interest to have paying members that think they're getting good results as long as possible, but it's not actually in your interest as a dating site to get two people married unless there's value in someone saying they got married and they got married after they met on Tinder or OkCupid or whatever it is. Yeah, so I, uh, this, is, this is actually one of the points I, I make a lot. Mm. And it, it, it's not just me, it's other people also say the exact same thing. Why, if you're a company mm -hmm. and your your whole business model is to get people to pay for online dating, why would you match two of your customers mm -hmm. and say goodbye? Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. You obviously try and coax them back, and then, then a lot of dating sites will like. Uh, so I'm in a relationship now. Um, I still get recommendations from from OkCupid saying, "Hey, you know, there's this person." <laughs> You know, and it's like, but you know, to be fair, I haven't, I haven't shut down my profile yet. Mm. Um, but there are, there has been cases where people have been contacted out of the blue when they've been married. You know, and like, hey, you know, this is person. They're messaging you. You should definitely get in touch with them. And it's like, oh, this is this is really. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not religious. Uh, I'm actually an atheist, but I do think that there's a there's a respect and a, an element of ethics mm. that comes into play that is not kind of considered when it comes to dating. Like, it's a wild west, pretty much. Yeah, it definitely seems like an area in which ethics should be a primary concern, seeing as the entire thing is ethics about people. You're not delivering a service so much as you're saying you two people should speak to each other yeah. and get in contact with each other. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of other cases uh, included, uh, there's a, there was a court case, there's been, a, there's been loads of court cases, <laughs> and they all get kind of buried by, by the amount of money that 
certain companies have. Mm. Um, you know, for example, uh, um, Match, for example, is it Match, or was it? As we care for. It's a company, I can't remember what it is, who were, um, were fined 2.1, I think it was million, or maybe it was billion, I'm not sure, I think it might be billion. Oh, it's a lot. huge amount of money because they use this um, supermodel's picture uh, across their site. Hmm. And you know, she was like, this is outrageous. So it's um, her own personal photo that she submitted onto her profile and the company used it in like a marketing way, is that what you're saying? No, they were using it as, as fake profiles. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yes. So I've heard about freight profiles that yeah. you know, individuals or third-party companies have, not, have put on, but I've never heard a confirmed case where... Yes, it, it happens. And I also confirm <laughs> from my friends that it happens because it's, you know, it's, it is literally the Wild West. There's mm. no regulation. It's like you put your data in. If you actually read the terms and conditions, which I actually have, oh uh, they change it all the time, which is annoying. Um, you are literally at... You can do almost anything they want. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that fit in with new data protection regulations like GDPR? Because <laughs> I imagine this is a rich area. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? It's really funny because um, I met my partner just as that happened. So I actually requested my data. The day it came, uh, came into uh, UK law, I requested it. After a while, I did get a data back. I got data back from two sites. Uh, I got one from OceanCupid and one from Plenty of Fish. Mm. And they're owned by the same company now. Oh. And that's another thing. You get this monopoly effect where um, Match or AIITI, whatever the uh, umbrella f uh, firm is, basically own Match, Tinder, OceanCupid, Plenty of Fish, um, and a bunch of other ones. Right? Um, and so they own about 40%, maybe a bit more, of the market. And everyone else is like scrapping around for the little pieces uh, that are left. Um, and you know, it, so they got basically the same data, so the same profile information in there. Um, and when I get the data back from them finally, it's completely different. Like completely different. Now, there's only a certain amount of data that they can obviously give you, only your personal data, mm. but each one has a different sense of what personal data is. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in OKCupid, my messages are mine, but I also see my messages. In Plenty of Fish, um, I don't get to see my messages at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't even give you, you that. You don't your messages anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, those kind of things are really interesting. You know, now, I did it when it first happened, so there's a lot of like running around, oh my god, he's he's asking for his data. <laughs> oh no, there's loads of people asking for the data, what are yeah. we gonna do? And they're they're American companies, so they don't really want to engage with this. Mm -hmm. I would love to see it now and see if they kind of straighten it out. Because for example, another thing that happens is that plenty of fish will post a link to all your photos. Oh no, plenty of fish sent me all the all my photos, my profile pictures. Mm -hmm. Back, so it was interesting to see. Mm. Um, I didn't analyze them to see if they had been altered, so I think they're the originals that I, that I already uploaded. Mm. Um, Over Cupid to send you a link, so they make all those photos suddenly public, yeah. well, on the internet, 
and they give you a unique URL, which isn't that unique, um, because you could do the the thing that hackers do where they they guess numbers, mm-hmm. you've got a number, another number, another profile number, and then they kind of get something else. So it's not like a global unique, um, it's not like a global unique string as part of the address, it's incremental. Also. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's I, very I, dangerous. Like, this is, this is, <laughs> I see all types of problems happening from this. A little bit of effort, and you can integrate everything there, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, so you I, might I, see people's profile pictures. Well, this is what I, I assume, what they do is that if you request your data, then they make it public. Mm. Now, I haven't tested it, but I'm sure if you just typed in a number, mm. um, then you wouldn't get the the, uh, the actual information. Okay. I assume. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm maybe, uh, to be fair, when it comes to data science, I assume that all these good things they're doing, and they're actually not, because it, it seems like it's very much the Wild West. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is like, I mean, there was a dating site in uh, in Edinburgh which uh, got sued and is part of an ongoing court case. I won't say which one it is, just in case. And um, they were hosting all the data, they're a white label dating site, and so they were hosting all the data in the same the same uh, the same database. Oh. Um, so suddenly people were getting uh, queries uh, for so if you're, for example if you sign up for forties and over dating yeah. and then um, people were, were kind of messaging people from hot and dots um, saying, Hey, you know, I saw your profile, blah 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 and it's like all oh, this is completely the wrong people <laughs> that you're how did you get my information? Yeah, so this, this, this is a weird one. So some people aren't even aware of this world of white label dating sites. So when you sign up for one of these sites, it's got a very specific thing like Bristol Datas or Manchester Datas. Yeah. They'll figure out from your inputs, oh, you're also over 40. So you're also now listed on our other site, over 40s dating. And what all you will ever see is those people through your view and people that are relevant to you. But you can still get messages from people that signed up to totally different websites. And some people aren't even aware of that. So I signed up to uh, a well-known uh, newspaper dating site, um, uh, quite left-leaning uh, dating <laughs> site, um, <laughs> and uh, I went out on a date with someone who who had access to site from something else mm. and hadn't realised that. So I assumed that they were quite left-leaning. They were not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, completely, but it was not completely opposite. But it was like it's noticeable. Yeah, it was very noticeable. <laughs> so it's, it's those kind of things that happen, and it's what happens when you mix the data together. Um, but then also, there's no kind of someone saying, "What are you doing? What I mean, why are you doing this?" You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I can yeah. imagine a lot of situations. There's a lot of um, like it can be beneficial to have the marketing for. Um, whichever big dating survey to say we use them or sophisticated artificial intelligence um, so pay for our advanced membership or whatever <laughs> else yeah. um, as opposed to lots of other as opposed to just trying to do the most efficient thing and actually being upfront and honest I mean so I guess there's yeah I guess my question pretty vague but 
is there anyone who's actually explained exactly how they use data um, and does any involve anything that's algorithmic as opposed to if statementy? Yeah. Um, I have not seen, as I said before, I've kind of switched my eye off this for probably about the last year and a half. Sure. But there, there, there was a point where there was a new dating site well, five new data sites every week. Mm -hmm. they, they pop up all the time. And they fight for competition, they fight for users, um, and most of them go under um, pretty soon after. Uh, you get a very niche ones, which are yeah. very much like, very localized. Um, so there's a lot of kind of competition. There was this point where they were trying to fight off features. And so, a site that was very transparent about what was happening um, would have been really good, but I think the interesting part about um, the, the online dating service also is that uh, services are, for a lot of people, they don't want to talk about this stuff. Mm. They don't want to admit that they are on a dating site. So the idea that you, know, you need to know the transparency behind it's not really a big deal for them. Yeah. It, seems, it seems like society is changing a little bit on that, because it used to be very embarrassing to be on the dating site, apparently, whereas now like Tinder and things like that are very cool. It's kind of like a fun thing. Mm -hmm. Probably it's sort of more common forms of dating. Yeah. I'm sure I've read in a newspaper article recently. Yeah, it's, it's, the most, yeah, it's the most common. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, and I, kind of, I watch stuff like what's happening with Cambridge Analytica and the kind of outrage around that, and Snowden, and, um, and, but it seems to be kind of like, oh, that's happening there, and no one's really thinking about, oh, how does that work with my dating site? Which, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most data, I, mean, I don't know any dating site that has two-factor authentication. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I literally don't know I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I do think there are any. Mm. That I know of, I, I might be wrong, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally passwords, login, and then they, like, most of the stuff is just, it's hidden in plain sight. It's on URLs and they just, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm actually now interested to see if I can increment through the, uh, the photos to see if, if there are other users. Yeah, you know that's mm. quite scary. Yeah, and they're your users. Oh yeah, a lot, that works, right? a, a lot of people are <laughs> yeah. very sensitive. A lot of people do have very sensitive stuff on their mm. dating profiles. Oh yeah, stored on dating stuff. So, I mean, I guess that brings us to and the actually matters on data leak. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, as far as I remember, it's directly for people who were looking to cheat. Yeah. yeah. So. It's an affair site. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to approach that that's a thing. But obviously, a lot of people's lives were severely impacted by being yeah. exposed. As, you know. Yeah, there are claims yeah. that people committed suicide after yeah. their uh, game was leaked in that database. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's awful that these things happen. Um, but then also, I, I I think if you look at I can't remember the history now. I don't like the kind of my mind back. There was. A point where they 
they were like, no, no, nothing's fine, everything's fine, what, what you, we're all fine. And then, then they were like, oh no, there is a problem, oh, maybe a few people got, and then there's something like, oh no, it's millions. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no kind of like, they, they just seem to be trying to, oh, well, it's only a few, don't worry about it, you know, it happens to everyone, and then it's, it's yeah, the accountability is awful. People will speak Ashley Madison one under the rug as well because they will argue about like the ethics of the site Ashley Madison anyway. So, so mm, yeah. you'll, you'll immediately get people on social media that like, of course they deserve it. They shouldn't be on Ashley Madison at all. This is a good thing. There's, there's yeah. a Black Mirror episode about this like exact thing. Yeah, um, it's it's um <laughs> there is there is definitely um an element of because it's dating and because it's close to sex. People are like, oh, no, we can't talk about that. And, <laughs> and yeah, someone who's, who's British, it is a bit, I can, I can sense when I talk about dating, people are like, yeah. don't say the word sex. Yeah, mm. no, 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 I don't know what we have to do with this podcast now, is that explicit? I hope not. <laughs> it shouldn't uh, be. It should be. Cathcart Associates is a technology recruitment company with offices in Leeds and Manchester, covering all things tech, but with an experienced team focusing on data science in the Northwest. Cathcart are great at what they do and clearly understand the space they work in. Cathcart has sponsored our meetup, and without them, this podcast would be so much more difficult to create. They also run Mancamel and Scottamel. And also, we forgot to thank our hosts this month. A big thank you to PKI for letting us use their space. Check out Peak and Cathcart in the show notes. But yeah, there is a there's a fear, and um, and it, it does kind of like it fits because uh, there's the amount of times um, we haven't touched on some of the the catfishing mm-hmm. and some of the um, sexualization stuff. People are deliberately trying to to get stuff out of people um, to then blackmail them with. Um, like saucy photographs. Yes. Yeah. Well, just sorry, I'll, I'll explain the sexualization a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, you, so this happens a lot on Facebook, actually. Mm. So someone will message you uh, out the blue, uh, and they look um, quite sexy, um, and they will flirt with you, and um, they will pretend to be someone, um, a catfish. But then you kind of like you're sharing photos with them uh, or videos sometimes, and then they turn out to be someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but by then they've got your videos; they got they can use that to go. You know, you were going to do this, um, or you were look at now look at you, look share with your friends, and I also know your where you work and stuff like that. That's another black mirror episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at least things happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, I'm going. I sense the answer to this question is no, but <laughs> surely the um, dating sites, um, house and Facebook and such kind of thing, have responsibility to their users. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they do, but they just don't care. Yeah, and there's like there's no. Like, if you literally said, I, uh, you know, my data has been used to do this and the other, up until GDPR, there was nowhere to really go. You literally were like, 
handle what's there. Uh, for, particularly for a normal user, for us, we probably understand data, we understand what we could do and the misuse of data, we can look for the terms condition. Finally, um, I forgot the ICO, is that ICO? Mm. Uh, and actually contact them. Commissioner's yeah, office. That's right. Um, and contact them and say there's a problem here, uh, or this has been misused in this way. Most users have not got a clue. Yeah, sure. It's and not... they want it that way. Yeah, it's obvious why it's um, easier for, for big companies to deal with it that way rather than actually be proactive with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do, I do think that there's a. I think there's a. Um, an, an option where. An option, like a. There could be a, a more ethical way of doing this. And I think that uh, that could be a company. I mean, like, I thought Bumble might be that. Um, so Bumble abuses your time because, um, I don't know if you are familiar with Bumble. I haven't used it. I've heard of it, but I've not used it. And yeah, I know it's something about like really hitting Manchester right now with all the adverts. So um, what Bumble does, it allows the, it's like hot, not sorry, it's like, um, like Tinder, where you, you swipe, if you both swipe the same way, then you both get matched. But uh, what happens is that the, the female gets um, notified that there's a match, and then she can choose um, to, to contact the person or not. Um, now that sounds great in practice, but what happens, um, unless they've changed it, is that you've got, if, for example, I swipe uh, right, right is the, I've selected someone, um, and she sets right on me, um, and I'm going to use the heterosexual um, things for this for now. Um, there's a whole lot of problems when it comes to other, um, yeah, other things. Um, but there's, you know, we both swipe right. Uh, she says uh, yes. Uh, then I get a message. I have to respond within 24 hours. Otherwise, the connection is dead. Mm. So you're constantly on the phone. It's a sales technique. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also a, it's a way of keeping the user hooked mm -hmm. to the phone and the app. Yeah. And they're also collecting data and usage and all these other things uh, through the app. So there seems like an awful lot of data that these companies are collecting. Uh, and it's at best debatable as to how much is being used for the actual product or service, which is matching two people together, how much of it, because I cannot, like, I can't see why it's such a lucrative um, industry, but it very, it very obviously is. So what else is happening with this data? Oh, okay, so, um, so stuff like Tinder, well, this is what I was thinking, if you ever looked at, if you ever to track some of the trackers that are going on in Facebook, so it's, it's following your mouse around, it's following how much, do you, how much time you spend hovering over things, uh, making decisions about what you're doing. There's a great site called click, 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 dot click, <laughs> which gives you an idea of the kind of things that it's doing. Um, it's, a, it's more of a jokey site, but this is what they do. And they can do that when you're hovering, uh, how long you're dwelling on a person's face, for example. So they then got an idea of like the kind of person who you like by your swipe, but also 
the people that are, oh, yeah, interested, uh, not quite. Mm. And all these things are, are useful uh, pointers for them. Now, if they were to expose that back to you, this is what we think, that'd be fine. And then you can then make a choice and go, oh, actually, no, that's wrong. But what they're doing is they are sometimes using it in the algorithm. Most of the time they're not, they're selling it to others. Oh, okay. They're selling it to other companies who will quite happily take the data, especially because it's real time, they'll use that data to, to, to go, right, this person is sat here in this building in Manchester at this time, this is their, their profile. Other people that are like this person, that are also in this area, this is the kind of thing that they like. Hmm. And because it's all real-time data, it's worth quite a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine there's a ton of advertising people could do on different avenues in that kind of thing. Yeah. A ton of different sectors. There's also adverts in these apps when yes. you're swiping, so occasionally as you're going through profiles, there'll be one that's actually an advert for like a recruitment agency yeah. or a restaurant or something like that. And I feel like that's just playing into some like very primal instinct where you're looking at people you're attracted to, deciding whether you're attracted to them or not, and then suddenly there's an advert and you're like, oh, maybe I'm attracted to this advert. And the same way I'm attracted to other things. Like I'm sure the success of those adverts is quite interesting. And if yeah. you match them, it treats it like a as if it's a person, you know, goes into like a chatbot and says like, there's an offer here and this yeah. kind of stuff. And it's all like phrased in the same way. It's been like so weirdly inserted into the, yes. same, the same industry. Yes. It's, I mean, the, the thing that really kills me about, <coughs> um, the thing that really kills me about um, dated is even if you pay in most of the sites, they'll still give you efforts. Mm. You know, you're paying for, these extra features like super likes or um, the ability to rewind, you know, yeah. you still get the stuff, you still get all the efforts, you know, you still, it doesn't matter, you know, it's, it's, it's still a little difference. Yeah. Some of them now like hide people so you can see how many people have said they like you but they don't show you who they are but they like pixelate them out and that's like a call to action for the sale where mm -hmm. you pay so that you can see them or you can only swipe on the people that have matched you. So you're like valuing, again, your own time. This whole thing works off how you value your time and what's important to you in terms of dating. And the whole process is gamified anyway. So people think they're having fun. Yeah. And then when they get off the app, dating apps have been shown to be like one of the sort of most depressing apps to use when people leave their situation. Uh, I don't know the word for it. When they stop using the app, they generally don't feel good. No, no they always they generally feel pretty depressed about yeah. the whole thing. Um, you've come across the blue check apps, right? Yeah. So the blue check apps are uh, so blue check is what you get on Twitter if you're mm -hmm. uh, ah yes, yeah, okay, verified, verified, yes, yeah, or certified real person yes. with standing, yes, yes. And you have to have standing. I tried to get the blue check on Twitter and I didn't have a good enough or, or a you're not oh, famous enough, not, not famous enough, no, yeah. yeah, like because it, it's it's a one of the, the one of the um, things it's used for is to verify that you are the, that famous person with that name, and so yeah. people can't like have a, a dupe profile of you. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the, the date sites. Well, I use Blue Check generically, but mm -hmm. um, there are date sites which are like A Mister, Blue Check, um, Elite List, or something like that, which are 
only for people that have that level of like status. Mm. And yeah, a lot of people try to get on that. Um, they find their way onto it. But also, they're also doing the exact same thing to all these celebrities, all these kind of big names. They're like collecting data and learning more about them and mm. you know, selling their data. It's like, you know, I guess that it's, it's fair that everyone's caught up in this, but yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that um, the real-time data of some celebrities is worth a lot more than to the other people. They could sell that. I imagine there's a lot of different avenues for it as well. Having a dating profile is, is gold dust for people who have things to sell because you're on there saying, you're describing who you are, how old you are, your, your demographic, what your interests are, what your hobbies are, what food you like, and that, that's they can use that to perfectly or try to um, well, serve you the ads for food or restaurants. Or people can take the you know, data that you're getting from. Um, your conversation as well. Mm. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's all the other stuff like yeah, the conversation, how you respond to someone, um, all the kind of stuff like who you who you avoid, who you don't avoid, uh, how you start a conversation, all those kind of things all add up. It is a it is such a goldmine for data and It'd be fine if they were trustworthy. Mm. <laughs> They're so not trustworthy. They just mm. don't care. Uh, and I mean, to, to be fair, I'll, I'll be fair to them. They they have so much data. They don't know what to do with it. Mm. And so they are like trying to just like make as much money as they possibly can. And I mean, the the profits of of match of the match group I see match group is. Incredible! Yeah. Like, I, if I can tell you this year's, it is just unbelievable how much profit they're making. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah, it's like a money makers fair. <laughs> so. It's interesting now because it seems like we're in this sort of third generation of dating sites where they they're recognizing these like UX problems of dating that it is seemingly an unethical way to match people that leaves people unhappy. And that's kind of like, I would almost classify Bumble as that, the Hulu you said earlier, yeah. but they're trying to solve the like, why do people ignore each other after they, they get matched? Why do men always have to send the first message? And you see, there's all sorts of gimmick ones. There's one called Once, that gives you one match yes. a day at noon. There's one called, I can't remember what it's called, like um, Puzzles or something. Beats. Yeah, so they're trying to solve these, yeah. these problems where they go like, we'll match you and here's where you're going to have your first date and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. like, it's, it's like getting more efficient and closer, but are they going to just do well, so, Sorry, just to come back to your earlier point about the match group profits. Um, <laughs> as of the end of the quarter ended March 31st, um, the LTM revenue is $1.8 billion. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm not, literally just Googled this now. We can, Put the um, put that, that link on later, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a for a free data site. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, uh, the, the, it is it's incredible the amount of money they make. Um, to go back to your point, I think you are right. They are trying different sites. This is the thing that's interesting. That um, it's a bit like the argument like Google and others have where. Another site will come along and eat their lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll do the job much better, and um, and what what usually happens a bit like Google, 
they get bought by Match Group. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is that they're starting to so Match, for example, the Match uh, will try and reach out beyond the sites because they recognise that there's a certain amount of data they can collect on the on the site. But if they can collect into what restaurants you go to, what restaurant have you been to, with whom, they can suddenly make a whole of other things that yeah, lot um, kind of uh, what's the word before? Make a whole bunch of other um, recommendations um, about different things about you and about the other person. So that that whole idea of like you should go here, you should go here, you know, uh, perfect. Because um, there is this notion that they don't really know once you match what what happens beyond that. Mm. They would like to know, but they, they can't find a way to get that. So for example, uh, OVCupid in their uh, data collision book, which is, you should read really interested in this stuff, even though I stopped after a while, because I, I couldn't take it anymore, <laughs> um, is they said that um, a good a good match is when they exchange four emails, four messages back and forth. Mm. That counts as a success. Mm. Now, I know that people have sent me a message, I've replied, and they've sent one back, and I've kind of gone, get lost. <laughs> that's, for, as far as the algorithm is concerned, or used to be concerned, that's a success. Mm. That's worrying, you know, that's the point. So they would like to know beyond that. Because they want to, I, I think they would like to know so they can tune the algorithm a bit better. Yeah. It but, is your conversion metric, yeah, like success or lack of success, maybe. So I guess as we look towards wrapping this up, what data would you include in your perfect um, alg metric algorithm in terms of from an ethical standpoint, as opposed oh, to? That's um, a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a yeah. <laughs> So there's this notion um, which we've been working around um, partly at work um, called <coughs> called HDI. Um, it's a human data interaction. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up now. So there's three main pillars. One is agency. One is uh, transparency, and Something else, I forgot what it's called. But the idea is that everything, all like all that data uh, and the algorithm that's being generated, should you should be able to inspect it, mm -hmm. and you should be able to not just inspect it, um, which is the the kind of transparency. That's great. Oh, see, look, that's all wrong. Um, you know, what am I going to do about it? That's why you need the agency to be able to actually change it. You know, mm -hmm. but it should also be, yeah, I think the accountability to go there, you cannot do this, it shouldn't do this. And that's the kind of stuff that I would like to build into um, a data site so that it is a lot more transparent and not more, much lot more user centric, mm -hmm. you know, rather than right now it's very driven around the profits of, of corporations. I did make an argument that um, public, it'd be really good to have a public service um, dating site. 
Um, especially if you look at the problems that are happening in Japan, mm-hmm. where um, yeah, people are not you know, having, um, having babies um, or getting together, the government's actually paying um, bars and clubs to put on single nights. Yeah. So you, know, you can imagine someone like that, that they would have a government-run um, you know, kind of dating service, mm. you know, to try and get people to, to match in for the purposes of matching, mm. not for the purposes of making loads of profit for them. Well, yeah, and certainly I feel like based on those numbers we just mentioned, there's plenty of rooms that um, have lots of profits and still have user um, user agency <laughs> and user rights at the heart of it. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I, 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 I do think it's one or the other. I think that there is the possibility, but it is very tempting to just copy what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So at the very beginning, we gave you a. Warning, we're going to ask you this question. Who are, yeah. if, you, if, if you've been thinking about it, if you have any, um, do you have any tech heroes? So, my tech heroes, um, do you mean generally or do you mean around this? Um, generally. Any, whatever you, yeah. you want to give a, a oh. shout out oh, to. Oh dear, okay. <laughs> wow, okay. I'll tell you what my tech hero is. Um, one of my tech heroes is Jenny Tennyson. Um, do you know who Jay Tennyson is? I do not. Jay Tennyson is, um, she, she's one of the only women who is, remember the old Rocks books, the red Rocks books? He's, no. Oh, you guys are driven too young. <laughs> so there's these, these books, like, uh, which are like a bit like the Riley books. But there was um, the, the red rocks books, and he used to have yellow writing, and he used to have an author on the front of it, where the writing has a, you know, uh, some kind of artifact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so all of the books, like ASP, JSP, Confusion, uh, what happened to that, um, all had like these men on it, and um, were the only books. She, it might not only be the only one, but one that I always remember is with Jenny, and it was about XSLT. I love XSLT. And I met her, and she was such an amazing woman. She's just so caring, so loving, but so like strong in her personality. Um, and she was bringing up um, children as well, and just like amazing. Um, and now she's, I mean, I messaged her a while ago, because we, we stayed in touch, mm. um, and um, I messaged her because she's now the uh, the head of the ODI, the Open Data Institute, oh, right. and I messaged her on Twitter and said, oh, great, it's great you got this job, and she was like, that was two years ago, Ian, <laughs> <laughs> and she just... She, that just sums her up. I mean, like, we interviewed her for the ethics of data videos that we did a while ago. She's just a really caring person. She understands her stuff really well, and she's one of the people that you know you can tell when you're talking to her. She she's thinking about not just this the problem, but she's thinking about the landscape that the problem exists in. And I, I just like take my hat off every single time for her. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Right, well, thank you very much for a fascinating discussion, Ian Forrester. Thank you.